Hi. I don't even know what number this episode is. Is it 11? It is 11 because we said 9 last time. And, <laughs> and it was, was 10. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Okay. I don't even I don't even know what to talk about on this podcast anymore because hockey is like dead to me now. Basically, hockey's been over for me as soon as the stars got out. <laughs> We're so terrible. Um, We're the worst. No, like, I didn't realize how much the Stars were my team until after they got out. I just was like, well, that's it. I just couldn't be bothered for to watch a break. single other game. Yep, that was, it's the off season. Because, like, last year when I was watching and I was rooting for the Habs, after the Habs got out, I still watched all the, like, not all the games, but I watched most of the games. And I was like, oh, like, I was keeping up with it, and I picked, like, a side, and I was rooting, and I was keeping track of all the games while I was at work. And now, like, as soon as the stars got out, I was like, well, fuck it. Um, it's international soccer time. Here we go. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so the Pens and the Sharks, they've played two games, and the Sharks have lost both games. But they've been playing really well, so that's cool. Um, I actually haven't watched any of those games because I'm so tired when I get home and they were on East Coast time, which actually is earlier for me, so that's not even an excuse. I'm just tired of (laughs) hockey. (laughs) I'm just, I'm mentally exhausted. Like, I've given so much of myself to this season. I know. I, like, really, I mean... Okay, so, like, obviously, this was the first year that I actually started watching hockey, like, seriously. And, boy, has it been a ride. But, like, how yes. long have we been watching hockey now? Um, like, nine months since October. October, November, December, January. It's been a good eight months. So, we could have basically had a child in that amount of time. Yeah, we, um, I could have a whole new person. We could be, like, we I mean, could be, like, God about to give birth. But, like, our friend, but like, our I friend But I could be, Stephanie. like, ready to burst. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, or, like, Gino's girlfriend. We just had a baby. I know. The funny thing about that was, like, someone was, like, oh, they're engaged. And I was, like, great. And then they were, like, she's pregnant. And I was, like, cool. And then they are like, she had a baby. And I was, like, what? Wasn't she just pregnant? Yeah, um, I texted my sister. (laughs) It all happened so fast. Yeah, I texted my sister when I found out, and she was like, she's pregnant? And I was like, where have you been? She's been pregnant for like two months. And she was like, oh, I completely missed that. I had no idea she was pregnant. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know. I can't remember if he ever talked about it before now, or if it was like It came out, I think, in, there was like some documentary some Russian documentary that came out and um the only reason that like they only talked about it on that documentary and it was in Russian so I only remember seeing it because I follow a bunch of Penns fans and they like got the translation of that documentary and they were talking about like her being pregnant and she was like yeah I eat whatever I want he makes me eat everything I don't he doesn't want to eat and he's like because you're pregnant um (laughs) yeah he's so weird I know. I love Gino because honestly, like, he's so weird and he's just like, he'd be the weirdest dad. I love it. Yeah. That's cute. 
So hockey for me has basically been um, kind of keeping up with Worlds, which ended, um, and then mostly just like following Max Domi's Snapchat, and um, I guess fig- like some people I know like right like the new kids who are about to be drafted a lot. Like my friend Hannah covers them a lot for um, today's Slapshot, so I kind of like I guess kind of keep up with that stuff. I've been but mostly I've been trying to learn more, over. but also it they're so young. I'm like oh my god, they're like 18. I can't even. <laughs> I know. I always forget how um, young they are. You know, it's weird, isn't it? But it's very weird. But today I was um, I googled Austin Matthews because I saw a picture of him on Twitter, and I was like, he's so cute, but also this picture was, like, he was, like, surrounded by press people, and he was, like, the biggest person in the press circle, he's and I was so, wondering if, like, like, he was standing on a box or something, like, giving an address to the hockey people, like, hello, yes, I am projected first pick, Austin <laughs> Matthews, um, but I think he is just really very large. He's very large. Um, you know what I always think? He looks like that Snapchat filter... Um, the one that makes you, like, all forehead. <laughs> like, I love him, but he does look like that Snapchat. Um, I just want to talk about how like all, all of these NHL prospects have better eyebrows than me. It is so rude. Dude, where do they get their like, eyebrows at done? Austin Matthews, at Dylan Strome, like, tell me where you get your eyebrows did. I mean, Dylan probably goes with his girlfriend. But, um, yeah, like, um, rude. Like, when I... F- <laughs> On occasion, when I face swap myself with hockey players on Snapchat, because that's a thing I do, they always look better. I'm like, excuse me, bitch, like, you don't have to snatch me like this. Like, you're already in the NHL making money. Let me have some eyebrows to myself. Yeah. Can I have one thing? Just one thing. Can that one thing be good eyebrows? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I Googled Austin Matthews because I was like, you know what? He's American. Like, I should probably know more about him. Um, Yes. And I found out that he was born in California, and he was born in San Ramon, which is in the Bay Area, which is where I'm from. I mean, he moved to, like, Arizona when he was two months old, but still, he was born in California and raised in Arizona, and now he is a first overall draft pick. That's so cool. That means that he's Reba's family now. And? And we've already established that he's my family. So me and Reba are related. Through Austin Matthews now. Through Austin Matthews. Um, And it was really cute because he grew up, like, watching the Phoenix Coyotes, which are now the Arizona Coyotes. And his two favorite players growing up were Danny Briere and Shane Doan. Who I absolutely love Danny B. He is my fave. I love him so much. Yes, I love me some Danny B. Um, so I'm like really excited. Like, I don't know. I love when players love him because he's so cute and small. I'm really um, excited to see how his career goes. I think um, he's going to be really fun on the Toronto Maple Leafs next year. Um, which I think the Maple Leafs are. I don't know. You know, Steve Dangle is always talking about how they're in a rebuild, and. They've been in a rebuild. But yeah, for like but it doesn't years. Steve. He has like a timeline, right? And it's like, first step is to admit you are in the rebuild. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. No, but they, no, he said that they have. The people who haven't admitted they're in a rebuild are the Canucks, who haven't even admitted they have a oh. problem yet. Um, but, wow. yeah, so I think that 
I, I really don't know much about the Maple Leafs, but I think that from what I see on the internets, that they are projected to be much better next year. Maybe. Possibly. See, the only thing is I never really trust anything I see about the Maple Leafs because so much of, like, hockey Twitter is from Toronto. So they're always like, oh, the Maple Leafs are going to be so much better this year. Like, you know, like, I never trust them. Um, it's kind of like like my hometown high school football team who hasn't made the playoffs in like 10 years or something and every year they're like oh we're gonna be so much better this year and then like we still never make the playoffs I feel like that's kind of how it is but you never I mean well, what do I know yeah, I'm not I mean Toronto. I don't know how long have the Maple Leafs not been good they last won a cup in 1969 well so. yeah but they've made playoffs and stuff since then I'm sure. Look at us Rarely. not looking up any statistics or <laughs> information before our podcast. Canadian. Hockey. Obviously, we are. Oh, do you want to hear a story about the Maple Leafs? Um. Okay. Well, it's not really about the Maple Leafs. It's actually about the Habs. But um, one of my best friends is from the GTA, <laughs> and before I ever got into hockey, she was like, she would always tell me like. Oh, I like the Maple Leafs. And she, like, is not into hockey at all, but she just sort of has that osmosis, like, I'm from Ontario, and you, I'm near Toronto, so everyone loves the Maple Leafs, even though they're kind of bad. Like, that's what she would tell me. So one day, because um, we've been pen pals since we were, like, 15 or something, she sent me, like, a bunch of, like, Canadian stuff, and she was like, for some reason, I have this half-used set of Hab stickers in my house, and I want you to have them, because they're the worst team, and you should hate them. Um... And I was like, okay. Um, so that box of Hab stickers, like the little thing of Hab stickers, was just sitting in a box somewhere in my room with all of her other letters. And then I became a hockey fan, and then the Habs were my first team. Like my first favorite <laughs> team. And so I like pulled out this like ancient thing of stickers, and they're all like peeling off the paper and stuff. I and I love, was like, you I did love this hearing to me. people's like hockey hockey lore, you know, like like especially like, with people who didn't grow up with hockey, like, when they do mm -hmm. get into it, and then they're, like, looking back on their life, and, like, they're, like, picking out all the little moments that they might have, like, acknowledged hockey existed, and are like, wow, like, remember when right? I was 10 and I watched the Mighty Ducks, like, or whatever? Exactly. For me, it's, like... And it's so interesting. Like, my dad went on a business trip to Vancouver when I was in high school, and, um, it was, like, in 2007 or six or something, and he mm -hmm. came back, and he, like, bought me and my sister, like, t-shirts in Vancouver. And um, he bought my sister a Canucks shirt. And then he bought me, like, one of those shirts that's, like... Um, do you remember those iPod ads with, like, the people dancing? But, like, the people were, like, yeah. just black silhouettes. And it was, like, a colored mm -hmm. background. So it was, like, a shirt like that. But it said, I Canada instead of I Canada. <laughs> And the, the and the fuck? little people were like silhouettes of Canadian animals, <laughs> like, like a wolf and a moose, and like I don't even know what the fuck else. Your bad has really bad taste in shirts. Um. Anyway, I like wore that T-shirt all the time, and then my sister wore the Canucks shirt all the time, and we like had no idea like what the Canucks thing was at all. I don't even think my dad knew. He just like bought it at the Vancouver airport or something. 
He was like, this looks cool. And and so now I'm like, every time that, like, I think about that, I'm like, wow, before I even knew. (laughs) I always remember my friend Zach from Disney, um, which I was at the year before I got into hockey. And I remember the Blackhawks were in the playoffs, obviously, Mm -hmm. because, you know, when are they in the playoffs? Um, But I remember we were vividly, we would always work the night shift. Um, so I remember him, like, scheduling his breaks around the games, because we would get, like, multiple breaks because we were there for so damn long, but he would, like, sit in the break room, like, listening, because obviously, like, he didn't have it streaming to his phone, so he would listen to the audio of the games and just, like, apps silence. He would put on his (laughs) headphones, and he would just sit there, and he would just, like, stare off into space, and he was just, like, listening, like, to his team, and I remember thinking, like, that's so weird. Look at him. Like, who does that? I know, and right? Then and now here we are. Literally the next year I got, in, I got into hockey, so. I think it's really been interesting to, like, get into sports because I was, like, I played, I played soccer growing up, and I actually played soccer for, like, eight years, and I was really good at it and super into it, but I never felt, like, super into sports culture um, because I just played on, like, a club team in my hometown and, like, I didn't play for, like, my school or anything like that. So, um, and it was just, like, a hobby kind of thing. And so I never got, really got into mm-hmm. sports culture. And, like, I always felt like, you know, obviously, like, growing up in America, sports culture is overwhelmingly, like, football, which is, like, very, like, hyper-masculine, mm-hmm. you know, not welcoming to girls or, like, just people who aren't Anybody. in the straight yeah. male category. And, um, you know, I always felt, like, so alienated by it. And I was just like, ooh, like, whatever. You know, sports are stupid. And, um, you know, I never, I could never understand why people would get so worked up about it, you know? And then, mm-hmm. like, this year, I was like, wow, like, now I get it. Like, you know, it's just, I was... I was so surprised by, like, how much my sports teams and my favorite players started meaning to me, you know, and it's, like, I don't know, it's weird, though, because you, like, know there are people who have faults and stuff like that, but also, like, because you're not around them a lot, it, I don't know, it allows you to sort of, um, you know, cast them in whatever way you want them to be, you know? And so they they just start to mean something for you that's, like, not... Yeah, and, like, for me, I grew up, like, halfway. Oh, sorry, Skype lagged, like, super bad. (laughs) Um, But for me, um, like, I grew up sort of halfway playing sports. Like, I played soccer until I was probably, like, 10 or 12 or something. But it was, like, you know, like a club team in my school in my area and then I played sports in my school but that was literally only because like you kind of had to like it was a very small school system and you either played sports or you were in PE at like regular PE but only like 12 kids were in regular PE because it was a small like you know it was a really small school and so it was like uncool not to play sports so, like, the way my athletic, uh, the athletic system was, like, like, y'all care, but it was, like, you were in the athletics class, and there wasn't enough, like, people to actually have, like, a class for every sport, like, I realized a lot of people do when I moved to Florida, so they would have everyone, like, 
they would practice for their sport or they would be in off-season. And of course, I was like the least athletic person ever, but it was uncool to not be in athletics. So I played like tennis, which only played for like a month out of the year. <laughs> and, I, um, and I was in off-season for literally the rest of the school year. So I never got into like super like sports culture and stuff. And mostly you only played because you wanted to be with your friends. And then of course, I'm from San Antonio. So you have like, you know, the cultural thing of like, oh, you know, the Spurs are winning and they're great because they're always great. So you're casually into that. But I was never like super duper into it. Um, So when I got into hockey, like you said, it was like really weird how much it meant to me. And of course, I've always done like my international soccer teams and stuff. But that's every couple of years or so and it's only for a few months during the summer or a few weeks or whatever so I never like actually like sat there and like kept up with the day-to-day like soccer leagues or whatever so this whole like intimate knowledge of sports and everything was so new to me that it's still really weird to think that I like actually dedicate so much of my life to sports because I was very much that person and when I was in high school like oh, sports are dumb, and I don't really pay attention to them because I'm, like, president of the book club and a national honor society and on the debate team. Yeah. Um, Well, you know what I think? So I'm in my – so I'm I'm a creative writing major in college, and in one of our classes um, that I'm taking this quarter, like, our final is we have to write in, like, poetic prose – Um, So we read this Mm -hmm. book uh, by Mariah Negroni called The Dark Museum, which I would recommend if anyone is interested in writing and stuff like that. Um, She is very much like a magical realist writer. And um, so anyway, our final is like we have to like write in her like sort of romantic poetic prose style about something. And our teacher was kind of like, I want you to choose a topic that like you feel somebody would never think of in that type of way and then I want you to write about mm-hmm. it just as like over dramatic and as like you know fantastical and like magical as you can possibly do and so I was like well I'm gonna do hockey and um so I wrote up a little like a rough draft and we were sharing in class and I like I read it out loud and everyone was like oh my god, like, this makes me want to watch <laughs> hockey now. <laughs> like, and I was thinking about how how hockey is different from other sports because, um, you know, to me it's like, it's such a blue, it's like a very blue-collar sport, right? So mm-hmm. for me, like, football is very luxe. It's very, like, glamorous. And maybe that's just because football stars in America are, like, you know, famous Huge. people or whatever. There's, like, celebrities. Yeah, and, like, yeah. same with, like, basketball. Basketball is super glamorous in America, too, because, like, basketball players, like, date famous people all the time, and, like, famous people are always sitting courtside at basketball games, you know? Like, you always see paparazzi photos, and, like... And even, like, baseball is pretty glamorous, too, because, like, if you're a really famous baseball player in, like, a big city like New York or something, like, for the Yankees, like, you know, Alex Rodriguez or whatever, he did, like, Kate Hudson and, like, Cameron Diaz. Yeah, and, like, like, everyone knows yeah, who you know, like, New York Yankees are. Um, and so... So, for me, it's, like, hockey always seemed, like, such... It feels like it's such a blue-collar sport. And so, like, I think that the personal narratives of the players, like, mean more to me than mm-hmm. than other sports do. Like, I find myself, like, getting really caught up in the personal narratives of certain players and, and, and feeling so invested in, like, 
and their successes as a player at, to the point of like real like emotional reactions you know yeah and and like I don't know what it is about it but it, it but it feels like more authentic in that sense and I think mm-hmm. it has to do with sort of like this idea of of hockey being like this cruel mistress that like demands the sacrifice of people you know and like and being this like sort of you know flash in the pan sport where like you're you play for such a, a small amount of time or maybe it's just because like at any moment you could be done forever you know like it, it feels very much like every moment is important almost you know like you're always yeah, standing definitely. on like the cliff on the precipice of something great and mm-hmm. I think in general that's kind of what draws people to sports anyway because, you know, we we like that and we like to feel that catharsis by watching them, you know, have success. But for me, it's just it's just different with hockey. It's just it just is, you know, like it just it feels more important and it feels more like I have an emotional tie. Like the other day I woke up in the morning and I Googled Ryan Murray because I just love him. Like, and, and I was just like, I'm so proud of him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so proud of him. And I want him to be successful so badly. And I'm like, nobody can ever be mean or hurt him, ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, I what the fuck? Ryan Murray doesn't, like, need me to protect him in the world. <laughs> but I want to do that for him. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just... I don't know. Maybe it's just like sort of the that. I mean, like I said, it it, it is a very short shelf shelf life, and so it feels mm-hmm. like I don't know more special or something. But and I think also it's like that the sport is so tied to like an element, you know, like a uh, of like this ice thing, and then it's like yeah, cold and like the. And- you know, like ice and the fire and, like, the, you know, it's, like, you, you think of all these, like, sort of pr- primitive metaphors or, like, you and, you, and stuff like that. Someone's a creative writer. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this is what I was talking about in yeah. my piece that I wrote, actually. Like, yeah. the beginning of it says, I wrote this opening sentence. It's, like, the most... <laughs> dramatic thing I've ever written in my life and I should actually <laughs> just read it to you right now um but I said hold on let me pull it up okay so so I wrote in the eternal winter we search for ways to feel alive and warm in small windowless side rooms pieces of metal are sharpened orange sparks flying and dying just as quickly the world we know was born from ice and fire from October to early June, that legacy is honored. This is the beauty and the terror of hockey. And that was my opening. Damn! <laughs> Damn! I don't know. Should I just read the rest of it to you, Kim? Sure. Welcome to our podcast. Okay. Under halogen lights, kids hit vulcanized rubber over and over, hoping to be the next great one. When you are in an ice rink, you can feel the years of hard work in the way that you can almost hear the applause in an empty theater. Ceilings reach to the heavens, filled with small strips of fabric swaying to a breeze you never feel. 
years and letters stitched on to signify winning and to signify glory. Yells echo faintly, hovering like small ghosts, sitting above like small birds waiting for spring. An ice rink is full of tiny prayers from boys hoping they won't be forgotten. Sheets of ice are pretty and they glitter, but ice hurts and it draws blood and it demands a sacrifice. One of body, mind, soul, childhood. And as the metal scrapes and chafes across the top of the sheet, you know it will collect as the showers of shaved ice burst into the air. But of course the pain will be worth it in a primeval way. Fresh-faced teens from the gray-brown suburbs of Toronto or the prairies where they drank milk fresh from cows on clear bright mornings, or from the west raised in dark green forests with the taste of salt on the tip of their tongues, they donned suits made from much older men. Eyes full of fear and excitement, a long list of accomplishments, goals scored, teens vanquished, they wait to be chosen like lambs at a farm sale. <laughs> that's good that's the most dramatic thing i've probably ever written in my that's life that's some good shit right there sorry i've seen like every episode of parks and rec in the last week so i'm basically tom Averford yeah you just right tom now, Averford but that's me. some good shit yeah anyway so that was my assignment and then everyone in my class was like oh shit i want to watch hockey now that sounds so cool and like the funny thing is, is this assignment was supposed to be sort of like like, we were all like, oh, yeah, like, cool, like, we'll be over dramatic. But then we were all like, oh, shit, this is giving me feelings. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, hockey's so interesting to me. I feel like um, it's more... Na- okay, so the whole, like, big shtick about hockey is that it's supposed to be, like, about the team. And that's the reason everyone's, like, supposed to be so fucking boring is that, like, you know, they don't want to stand out from the crowd and everything. But honestly, hockey's so fucking, like, narrative-driven. I know, and you know what? Each player is, like, so interesting. It's They're very interesting. And it's, like, I personally love the way that, like, people can go from being... Like, I love it whenever people go from being someone that they never thought would be anyone and then like you know they work their way up and they work their way up and they weren't drafted and they spend years in the AHL and everything and suddenly they're like playing on a top line or be really important to a team like I love how there's that ability to just kind of like crawl your way up yeah and you know what and I think that is that is a super important aspect of hockey that you don't have in other sports and maybe you do have have it to some degree but I feel like that journey is not given as much interest you know, like, I don't fucking yeah. care. Like, you know, like, football, no one is, like, working their way up or, like, you know, they're yeah, not a walk-on, like, in, like <laughs> thing. In football, they have, like, you kind of know whether or not someone's yeah. going to make it. Because they have to go to college and they have to play all four years. Yeah. Well, not all four years, but, you know, they have to go to college. And they, they almost have to play, always do so play have, all four years. Yeah, and they have to, like, prove themselves before they can get there. But with hockey, because of the way they start so young, they have this ability to sort of, like, come out of nowhere. Yeah. And, well, I think also like, it's really interesting, especially with, like, a lot of hockey players who come from, um, like, small-town Canada. Who, and they're, like, you know, raised on this farm in the middle of nowhere, Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. like Ryan Murray. And, <laughs> you know, or, like, Li- Lindy Roth, like, comes from a town in Alberta with, like, 300 residents or something and there's like three NHL coaches from that town like you know it's like it's crazy to me like that they 
And I think that that's what's like so captivating about it is this like it's like this hero's journey story, you know, that's like here this little fish comes from the, the the small pond and like they make their way up and and they get there, you know, basically well you can believe I'm sure it's not always true, but you can believe that they just got there because they're talented and because they have this like sort of god given like gift that they live, like or like they they they've worked hard on, you know? And it's like what about that makes you care about people more? Like I think it's just kind of like when you see people suffer, you like love them more, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're like, yeah, so it's like-, like I know that you've had a hard time and that makes me care about you more. It's like you know, I think that's why you have so much affection for people like Connor McDavid or, um, you know, like, let, let's say, like, uh, the the Penguins rookies right now, like Brian Rust and Connor Sheary and, like, Matt Murray, who were all in the AHL at the beginning of this year, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think Connor Sheary wasn't even drafted. And, like, now he's playing on the top line with Sidney fucking Crosby, like, Mr. Hockey... Mr. Canada, like, hello, the best hockey player of, like, our generation, and he's playing on a wing with him in the Stanley Cup Finals. Like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's just, I think this sport, more than any other, um, there's so much room for change and so much ability to go up and down and, like, you know, like, look at Garrett Sparks, right? Within one season, he played in the NHL. He played in the AHL for most of the year, but he also played down in the ECHL in Orlando for a couple of games. Like, there's so much, like, it's such a volatile, volatile like, moving, yeah, shifting yeah. landscape of people constantly that it's, like, And there's that so ability to fall so far, right? Oh, yeah. Like, it's, like, you can, you're either, like, I mean, obviously there's guys in the middle, obviously, but you're either, like, the best or you're the worst, and, like, obviously, like, there's fucking, like, narrative stuff that's... I mean... I'm so tired of hearing about it. I sh- but it's at the same I time, I don't know. Does, so does the narrative happen every year? Because I feel like this year the finals were, like, the narrative! Like, in our face, always. Um, it depends. Like, I remember last year during the finals, the whole narrative was, like, is it gonna be a Hawks dynasty? Or will the non-traditional markets absurd them? Like, it's... There's sort of, like, a whole thing every year because everyone in hockey is fucking dramatic. This year it's a little bit more, like, you know, because Sidney Crosby's in the final. So whenever Sidney Crosby's in the final... Well, yeah, and then, like, the last Penguins Cup was 2009, and they've been trying super hard to get back there, like, since then because they, you know, but... Yeah, and then, like, this is the Sharks' first cup ever. I know. I mean, so that's really interesting. So... Especially, so, like, we have the Penguins rookies, right? So we have Connor Sheary here, like, playing on the fucking wing to Sidney Crosby, Mr. Canada, Mr. Hockey. And then we have fucking Jumbo Joe Thornton, who has was drafted in the year 1997, which is when all of the draft class of this year was born, by the way. Right. And he has never so been in a Stanley Cup final in his entire fucking career. And he's played, like... Over a thousand NHL games. I mean, this man is like, has like literally. Uh, how is he still playing hockey? Number one, is he not tired? Joe, are you tired? Do you just want to sit down sometimes? <laughs> like, we said this a few episodes ago, Reba. It's all about that damn cup. I know. It's 
all about the fucking cup. Um, it's just so interesting to me how, like, like you said, like, it could be guys who were, like, drafted earlier this year playing a final against someone who's never played one in his entire life and he was drafted the year they were born. Like, it's so fucking dramatic. This is the most dramatic fucking sport. I know. And you know what's... It, it is so poetic. Everything about it is poetic. Like, the way they burst onto the scene and the way that they fail or the way that they, like survive or the way that they like get their glory everything about it is like poetic and it's like so human and like raw and real and I think that that's what is so compelling about the sport for me like just because I'm like obviously a super dramatic person already and also I'm a creative writing major and like you know I I think that there's nothing better than like watching the people on the ice after they've won you know like so like think about the like moment when like Canada won worlds and like they had a couple seconds left on the clock but they like knew they were gonna win and they just like celebrated anyway and like that moment when they all just like throw their gloves and their sticks and they're like piling on each other and they're just like hugging and, and like it's just, so it's just like nice so pure it's just such a pure other. like showing of like human emotion and like and like there's just like satisfaction and like happiness and like sadness and like tears and like then and it's just like relief and, like pure relief you're just like I'm done I'm done you know because like I think it's it's like a true fact that the Stanley Cup is like the hardest um like final like sporting event or something it's like the most grueling I know it's like Hockey, I think I've said this before, it's unique to other sports in the way the sense of relief you feel after every goal. Because it's such a fast-paced sport. Yeah. Like I said, like I love and soccer. And because it's so, so hard to score. Well, soccer, like it does have the same low scoring sort of that hockey mm-hmm. does. Um, but you know, you kind of know when a goal's going to be scored because it's such a huge field and they're running up and down and like they're in their section, you know, they're in and their the defensive zone and everything. And the net is so huge. <laughs> It's so huge, right? And so, like, it's not to say that, like, feeling a goal in soccer is, like, fucking yeah. incredible. But at the same time, you have 90 minutes and you're going to get maybe one goal. Two goals sometimes. You can have no goal games in soccer. But in hockey, it's so fast-paced that, like, one goal can mean everything. But it's not like basketball where they're scoring in, like, hundreds I know, of points, right? you're you know? Like... <laughs> or football, at the same time, it's like when you score in football, like, you know they're gonna score. Like it's obvious that it's going to happen. There's no, there's rarely any like surprises. Yeah, I mean the like, thing. Yeah, the thing about hockey is that you always have to, you always have to slow motion the plays afterwards because nobody ever sees the score being the goal being uh, the goal, the ooh, I can't speak the goal being scored. Goal being scored. <laughs> and it's and like, so. It's but so like, then you like, then you spend a lot of time watching slow mo stuff, and you're like, oh yeah, like whatever. And then you see it in regular time, and you're like, fuck me. What the <laughs> like, <fuck? laughs> and it's like it's so interesting to me because in almost every other sport, when something happens, like a goal scored or a points made, you can see how that happened and how what like you can kind of guess that it was. You going look away to for a second in hockey, and you're like fuck what's what going on fuck? we're in, like i remember my mom when i took her to her first hockey game which was an ahl game 
Um, so, like, it wasn't, like, you know, the, it wasn't the most fast-paced, like, things going on, but she was still, like, we were just on this side, of, now we're over there, and then we're back over here again, and what's going on, and there's, like, it's so interesting to me, because it's so captivating, because it's so, like, you have to look at it. Like, football, you can look away, and, like, look back again, and look back ten minutes later, and they're still in the same fucking position. Like, they're still doing the same damn thing. Um, which is why it's so interesting to me. It's so captivating. And I remember, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's so... I, I think that's the reason why I like it, because you have to pay attention to it. You have to... It forces... It's very captivating. It forces yeah. you to look and, like, at every it in a way that matters. a lot of other things don't. Every moment and every like moment could be the moment that changes something, you know. Yeah, it's everything. Like the last game they played, the Sharks and the Penguins. Like when they got the overtime goal, I mean, it's just like that, you know. It's just that split second. Yeah, it just and like... it's like then you read the stuff about how Sidney Crosby like set up that goal, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, holy shit, that. He's so good at oh, hockey. God, he's so good at hockey. Honestly, um, everyone who like ever writes anything about how he's washed up or like should retire, like I want them to be like forced to eat their own words. Like I want to print out their articles and just like chop them up and be like, "Here you go, eat this plate of your garbage opinion because that's what you deserve right now." It, and like how hockey, how Sydney like took this like. He, like, took this position, and he was like, okay, like, I'm going to pass it to, like, Latang, and, like, don't shoot on the goal because Couture is going to come for you. Like, I know he's going to do it. And then, like, Latang was like, I thought about shooting, and then I saw Couture, like, coming at me just like Sydney told me. And so I, like, passed it to Shiri, and, like, you know, it's just, like, those, like, weird, like, just random, like, it, it's, like, um... It's so weird, and you have to be able to think so fast. Mm-hmm. While, because, you know, they're moving fast. Like, if I have trouble keeping up just watching the damn thing, I I don't even And also their shifts are so fast. Like, they're on the ice for maybe, like, a minute at the most. I honestly don't understand still how they know when to try. I don't know either. I don't know. They just listen for the yelling, I think. Like, I know Lindy, I know Lindy, like, whistles a lot. Like, he whistles to Mm -hmm. let them know when the goalie is being taken off, so maybe he has, like, a special whistle. (laughs) He's like, he's like, Sue, come on in, Cal. I just don't get it. Like, I can, I I don't, I don't, because even, like, you can be sitting there and just staring and staring and staring, and even sometimes you miss a shift yeah. change, and all of a sudden you're like, "When the fuck did that yeah, person I'm like, Wait, get on the ice?" What? You were just on the ice. And I, when I when we went to the Dallas game, I was like sitting right behind the bench, and I still have no idea how it works. Like I was watching it, and I still, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I've done, like, I think it's, it's just right like behind a bench. I remember um, like... Razor was talking about this once, and he was saying that like basically you just get to the point where like you feel it, like you just know mm-hmm. when your shift's over. Like, you just feel the time. And and so, like, I, it's, like, internal clock. I guess it's, like, like muscle memory yeah. internal And, like, you just thing. know that you're going on for, like, a minute shift or whatever. And then, you know, whoever's closest to the door or the bench, like, you see your partner going off. So you're like, okay. You know. There we go. And then, like, it usually is, like, that thing, that lag where it's, like, one person gets to the bench first, and then someone goes on, and then the other person's still out there, and they play a little bit as they edge closer to the bench, and mm-hmm. then, 
you know, so it's like, it's magic. I don't know. It's honestly magic. I guess the point is that everything about hockey is compelling and interesting, but it's not just the sport. It's also like the people and like the culture of it. I think that also is really interesting to me. And I, I think it, it's been really like, I don't know, strange to, to come at it from, from like a mindset of not having it been, been a part of my life until now, you know? And then, yeah, but then it having was... it be, become so fast, like so fastly such a big part of who I am and like what I love and, and to like, you know, it's just like, it's amazing that it, that it only took eight months for that to happen, you know? <laughs> Yeah, the culture of hockey is so interesting to me because, like I said, I was, I kind of grew up with the mindset of, like, there's smart people and then there's people who are into sports. Um, and then so to actually come into hockey um, completely from that side and look at it almost from, like, my background's in communication, so look at it from a communication standpoint, it was really, really eye-opening to me to see the amount of, like, it which sounds dumb, but, like, the amount of thought and, like, intelligence that goes into hockey and the culture and how people approach it, because mm-hmm. that's something I completely, like, didn't understand. Because I always, you know, whenever you're dumb and 15, you're like, oh, people who like sports are all boneheaded and they don't know anything. And then, like, the amount of knowledge it takes to keep up with not only one team, but if you're keeping up with an entire league or more than one team, like, it takes up so much brain power I know. It's and exhausting. you have to know so much it's exhausting and it's something you never really consider whenever you're you know young and stupid and like it's just so interesting to me and then also like the like you know the whole narratives that are going on constantly spinning and everything it's honestly it's very it's a lot more, like, intelligent that I always gave it credit for, and it's just so interesting to me, and it's so, like, do you ever look back and you wonder, like, oh, like, myself from high school, what would you think of me now, like, <laughs> literally having a podcast about sports, literally having a podcast about sports. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me from I, high school would my be, like, past self would be like, what? I mean, because, like, you know, growing up, I knew who the Sharks were, and, like, you know, they're popular in the sense that, like, we, like, rep where we're from, so, like, people would wear Shark stuff and, like, go to Sharks games, but, like, it wasn't the biggest deal if they didn't win or lose, like, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just kind of, like, a fun thing, but I never really thought about, like, getting into it at all, but... I mean, I think that's more because, I don't know, like I said, or and like you said, I just thought sports were, like, stupid, you know? But that's, I mean, that's a really good point to bring up, is, like, that, that hockey requires, like, an extensive amount of knowledge. And especially, like, you know, kind of jumping into it that, I like, I did in the off-season, I had time to, like, read up on it, but, like... Mm-hmm. you really do need time to read up on it. Like, it's not a joke. Oh, yeah. I and I'm still, like, every day that, like... I'm still learning stuff. And, like, then, like, every day I'm like, oh, like, my knowledge is so limited. You know, like, I need to learn more or something. And it's like, 
it's so crazy to me. I mean, especially because, I mean, I, I'm glad that I got interested in it in, like, the off-season because then I did have time to, like, learn up before a season started. And, like, the best way to mm-hmm. learn about it was to follow a whole season and to pick, like, one specific team, which I did with the Dallas Stars, and, like, use them as, like, your gateway to learning. But, um, yeah, I remember, like, when I first got into it, I spent, like, a week like just watching YouTube videos, it's overwhelming. Of, like, when so <laughs> much stuff. I, like, there was like a night where I stayed up until three in the morning just watching hockey fight videos, like just all the like most popular ones and just like ones of players I was learning about, and I just like watched so many. And I remember like um, at one point the the ads switched to that movie Concussion, and I was like, oh no. it's so interesting to me whenever you first get into hockey there's so much that you don't know like even now that I'm into hockey for a while like there's things that you just don't know and I remember I got into it sort of towards the end of a season so right before playoffs I crash course myself I didn't have enough time to watch a whole um like a whole team go through a season so I crash course two seasons of the Habs 24 CH <laughs> which um takes you through a whole like their whole season it goes through every single game and it goes through a lot of the behind the scenes stuff which if anyone is looking for sort of a way to learn about hockey in a really entertaining way that would be what I would do because that taught me a lot about like how the fuck do trades work and what exactly like what all goes into yeah and even then like i can't even keep that information in my head i have to google it all the time like the other day i was just thinking about like how i really don't know anything about the combine i was like i know that they're like it's basically they're just like testing their athleticism like they just look at a bunch of shit Mm. but i was like oh i should probably like read about that (laughs) oh speaking of the combine we actually got a question on twitter and like oh yeah it is hockey combine poetic about hockey for 45 yeah. minutes sorry that's disgusting um, but we got a question on twitter and it says we're like um, it's from our friend yeah. Nance, who says and it's hockey you... combine season right now it's happening this weekend right yeah yeah it's happening like currently yeah. i think today was the first day but she says that if you were running the combine what tests would you make the rookies do <laughs> I personally, can I go yeah, first? Yeah, go first. Um, I would have them play Scrabble hmm. against each other. Like a giant Scrabble mm-hmm. tournament. And then you like want to draft the best, like the ones who get the best ones. Well, not only that, I want to see their problem-solving skills. So like, I but I want to like rig the deck so it's like majority X's or something. So that way, like I want to see... Like, you know, how fast those... But I want it to be, like, competitive Scrabble. So, like, I want to see how fast those wheels can turn. Yeah. Because I want to see, like, you know, like, can they... Can they do this? Can they not? That's what I would do. The combine is, like, super creepy in a way. Oh, my... It's so weird it's how like they just, like... It's like a giant farm sale. Talk like about a farm auction. These boys. They're, like... They... I don't know. I just think it's so weird. I mean, I realize, obviously, that their bodies are their commodities, but the way they, like, talk about these kids, it's so weird to me. I mean, that's just, like, a thing we all know and love about hockey, and by love, I mean, like, 
roll our eyes at is like these grown men always being like he's got a big body like you know and losing their shit about like the largeness of boys which is you know pretty fucking gay but um yeah it's just kind of creepy though like also because I don't know. It just feels like vultury, you know? Like, they're all, like, waiting. They're like, mm-hmm. ooh, like, what's your body mass index? What's your body fat? Like, I don't know how well you can breathe on this bike thing. Like, you know, it just feels really weird. Yeah. Um, It must yeah, be, like, very, it must be so weird. exhausting to go through, though. But, okay, so if I was Honestly. running the combine, um, you know, because I mostly care about players' personalities... <laughs> like more than their statistics or the, they're like good at hockeyness. Um I would want to know I would want I would like make them all um get into teams and then they would get like a problem like um like one of those you know we did this in my column class like where you get like a thing and you're like you are survivors of a plane crash like, you have to work together to survive. Like, what would you do? You know, and, like, gives you, like, a, like a list of supplies. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, like, rank your supplies by, like, what you think would you would most need or whatever. So I would make them do, like, little games like that in teams. Um, oh, you know what they could do is, like, you know that episode of Parks and Rec where they have, like, the disaster preparedness thing? <laughs> And they have like a random scenario that they have yeah, to Yeah, which like, this would do nothing out. for deciding whether or not I want to draft them on my team. It would just be fun. Um, yeah, it'd be like your city was hit with an earthquake. What do you do? And they're like in charge of saving the city. And then I would have That's like, I, I would, do. if I was like a GM, I would have them like all come in and I'd be like, so tell me, tell me about yourself. Like, tell me about your hopes and your fears. Like, how do you feel about dogs? And what's your favorite food? You know, <laughs> like, and also I would make that the most important part of the hockey combine would be the um, softness per person rating. Obviously. And um, that would be like a series of events where like you have like boy hugging, like hand holding, like what kind of selly do you do with your teammates? You know, like. How many How many One Direction songs do you know the lyrics to? How many vines of yourself singing One Direction do you have? How many sweet Instagram comments do you post? Slash, how many Instagram posts do you make of, like, you and your friend? Like, my best friend, kissy face, hand-holdy emoji. You know, all that kind of stuff. And then I would just yeah. pick all the ones that were the softest so that I could make the softest NHL team in the whole world. Um, and that would be my strategy as a GM at the Hockey Combine. Um, mine would be to have, a, as a prerequisite, every incoming hockey player needs to have their own personal website, and then I would personally sit there and judge <laughs> each and every website you are so, based on you how You just good love they websites. Are. That's Kim's thing. Oh my god, I know. Um, some hockey players have very good websites, and some hockey players don't. Leon Jarsaddle has Neon a Leon! Leon! Neon Leon! I know! It's great! It's Neon Leon! I can't believe that his favorite TV show is King of Queens. He he may... Okay. (sighs) If you haven't mentioned Leon Dreisaitl's love site, first of all, do yourself a favor and go. And second of all, I swear to God, 
he did everything on there himself. Like, he, all of the content that is on this website, a 19-year-old or 18-year-old Leon Dreisaitl must oh, have written He's it. so precious. Um, it's riddled with typos, but, like, endearing ones, like someone who's, like, typing in a language which wasn't their native language. Um, and everything, like, the font's slightly too big on some things, and it's kind of obnoxious, but it's wonderful, and it's, it has a lot of heart. See, that's important. You know who doesn't have a good website? Mike Fisher. Darn um, you, Mike Fisher. It's boring. Is that Mr. Carrie Underwood? It's boring. It's Mr. Carrie okay. Underwood. Um, there's a list on the NHL website of, like, every NHL player's website, which is false because it doesn't have Leon Dreisaitl's on it. So, obviously, it's missing some. Somebody's not um, doing their job at NHL. I know. Get it together. Let's go. But, um, who? Gal launched his own website today. <laughs> Um, it's called Gallagher.com, but the two L's are I's because he's Galley 11 Oh, shut up. It's clever. Um, so I'm gonna go through and personally rate his website right now, Gal. I hope you're listening to this. Um, so just logging on to the first page is, um, you log in and there's a picture of him staring at you, kind of caressing a hockey stick. <laughs> And the first thing I want to say is, um, you really need to choose a different picture because you look like an alien, and you need to get your eyebrows done at the same place that Max Domi did. Slash Austin Matthews. Because your eyebrows look crazy. Let me. He became friends with Max Domi this summer. Max. Right. Go get your eyebrows done together. And give him. Reba, go to this website because I want you to see this alien picture. Also, invest in some chapstick because if you're having a picture at that HD, you cannot have chapped lips. He is on the ice all the time. Okay. Wait, what's the the website again? Gallagher.com. But the L's are I, are number ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's 11. (laughs) I spelled Gallagher wrong. That's fun. G A T R. Is that where you messed up? Yeah. I got that. I got the ones right though. I'm proud of oh, you. Oh, the official website of Brendan Gallagher. Whoa, that that okay, picture. Look. Shit. I told you. That's super high drama. See, that's another thing I love about hockey is their ridiculous like photography portrait shit they do. Like, remember, you know the ones okay. when they get drafted? Oh my god. Mhm. Okay, but first of all, his eyebrows look like feathers. So you need to fix that. I mean, I At don't know. I kind of like concealer. it. It looks like intense in a good way. Mm-mm. He's too pale. Well, Kim, he can't help that. He's a white person. Well, no, like, they desaturated the picture. Look how soft the red looks, Reba. Not like he's a white person No, pale. I think he just has a spotlight on him. It's, like, supposed to be drama. Well, You know what it looks of... like? It looks like one of those posters for, like, Lord of the Rings or something. You know, like, when he The Hobbit like was coming elf. out and they had, like, the posters of each face? And that they always yeah. do that with, like, really sharp, like, hard angular look, you know? That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm on B-Gal's About oh, page. okay. I'm gonna go there, too. Hold on. Okay. Which, this picture is actually oh, very Oh, that nice is one picture. of my favorite pictures of him. I had it saved on my phone it for had, a long time. It shows off his arms really nicely. He looks so sweet. And his hair looks soft and he looks nice. Good job on that one. But... I do have some issues with this bio, <laughs> which I'm going to read to you right now. Because just looking at this, the first sentence, whoever wrote this is a run-on sentence and a bad one. So I'm going to use my editing courses. 
Are you ready? Okay, this is about Brendan Gallagher. It says, Born May 6, 1992 in Edmonton, Alberta, Brendan moved to... I I think it is. Sawasin. I don't know how to pronounce that. British Columbia, comma, after moving there with his family at the age of 12, comma, Brendan's father had recently accepted a job as the strength and conditioning coach for the Vancouver Giants. First of all... Okay, you could have just used a period. You could have used several periods. It could have been born May 6, 1992 in Edmonton, Alberta, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Sawasin, British Columbia... Period. Moved to Sawasin, British Columbia. Period. After moving there with his family at the age of 12, Brendan's... No. See, the, you or could you say... Or you could make it not about his dad and say, born May 2nd, whatever. Brendan moved to Sawasin, British Columbia when his father... Accepted a job accepted as a strength and conditioning coach. Yeah. Conditioning the Vancouver Giants. Done. Okay. Next sentence. While small and tight, <laughs> Brendan plays a very physical game. I love this sentence... I want him to blow the sentence up and make it his header. Yes. Like, I want this to be his personal tagline. While small in height. <laughs> That's <laughs> just like the galley in a nutshell right there. I want, actually, what I want for this website is, like, you know how some websites like my own have, like, a, a page that you have to click enter before you go into the actual website? I want the landing page for his website is to be the gal looking very small Next to Zidane Chara, <gasps> that picture and, and of him it. with his tongue sticking out at Zidane Chara, uh-huh. that should yeah. be it. And then underneath it, it's against a black background. Underneath it, in white letters, it says, "While small and height, Brendan plays a very physical game." And then after you roll your mouse over it, it says, "Enter." And then you go to his homepage with his creepy. Wow, you should picture. be his PR person. I know, honestly. Next sentence. Having grown up knowing the importance of strength and conditioning, Brennan is one of the hardest working players on and off the ice. That's just a weird sentence. Yeah, I don't like the change I mean, in tense. You don't, I don't um, think you really need to say that he grew up knowing the importance of strength and conditioning because that's implied by saying his father was the strength and conditioning coach for the Vancouver Giants. Like, You could cut most of that and say, while well, small and height, Brendan plays a very physical and game. And is one of the hardest working players on and off the ice. Yeah. I know. I would, um, yeah. And then there's a weird picture of his feet. His ankle looks like it's gonna snap. That is a um, really weird picture. He's like pigeon-toed, but also it looks like his leg has been photoshopped. If it looks like his ankle, yeah, no, the it's size freaking me of, out. Like a, a tic tac. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, and then it says, Brendan grew up playing in the South Delta Minor Hockey Association. Period. That's fine. During the 2007 WHL Bantam draft, Brennan was drafted, okay, you don't need to say his name in every sentence, was drafted in the ninth round by the Vancouver Giants, a team he was already familiar okay. with. Okay. That's good. That's yeah, but you could say during the 2007 WHL Bantam draft, he was, dra- he was taken ninth, he was taken in the ninth round by the Vancouver Giants, um, a team he's already familiar with. That's what it says. No. That's literally what it says. His, they say drafted. They repeat drafted, and it annoys me. Like, you're, he's oh, at yeah, the Bantam like, draft. We know he was yo, drafted. You could, say, you could say he was selected in the ninth round yeah. of the two. Okay, there we go. The next four seasons would see Brendan emerge as the Giants' all-time leader in both goals and points. That's so cute. That's cute. I love him. He's so teeny and talented. 
During the 2010 NHL draft, Brendan was selected 147th overall by the Montreal <gasps> Canadiens. I forgot that fact. Oh, I love him so much. Anyone who doesn't know, um, this dragging of Beagle's website comes of love. He was my first hockey fave. Um, he was drafted 147th overall by the Montreal Canadiens. Period. He is currently a member, a key member of their team, and hopes to help bring another Stanley Cup to the city of Montreal. That's cute. You can keep that. Um, <laughs> Then copyright 2016 Brendan Gallagher. <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. Um, his logo thing's actually pretty cool. I kind of like oh, it. Oh, his little blog. Um, yeah. Oh, he posted his, his first my blog experience post today, winning and it was about with Team Canada at the championship. That's so sweet. Yeah, he definitely wrote this since... Oh my god, wait. This is a word... The opportunity to wear the maple leaf is a huge honor. Brendan. Okay, this is super cute. That picture he put... Do you see the picture of him? He kind of looks like Antoine Um, himself from this Yeah, but it's a great picture of him. It's a really good picture I mean, everyone looks good in that that red Canada jersey. That's just, like, an iconic jersey. That's just because you're Canadian. What? (laughs) Anyways, um... I am not Canadian. It's a great jersey. It looks good. You literally say that you identify as Californian Canadian. I said that my aunt, my family does. I don't. Okay, whatever. Um, so most of the pictures he picked for Worlds were pretty cool, except for the one that the selfie is, like, off-center. Um... Does he have a picture? The most important question is, does he have a picture with Brad Marchand? He does not, which Beagle you need to fix. I feel like that's um, so anyways, not true to his. Oh my God! Here he is with a puck. He looks so sweet. Oh, um, are you in his photo yes. gallery? <laughs> Look at his. He okay. was a captain um, of the Vancouver Giants. I know Reba has never had an emotion about a single Montreal Canadian. Well, um, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> but this is her feeling. Oh, that picture of him with the puck. He looks really good there. Yeah, doesn't he? Looks great. I would frame that. Okay. This picture of him with the that's taken from the same day of the puck. It's like in his house during Christmas. The one of him with the scarf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it's him and Agal. There's like multiple pictures of him and Agal. And his tongue is out in every single one of that's them. That's like classic, classic Beagley. Oh, the one of him and Price. I know. I know. Aww, I miss Carrie so Price sweet. so much. When he'll, will he come back to me personally? Um, so that was my review of Brendan Gallagher's website. <laughs> Can you tell that we're having a hard time coming up with things to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> so if you want me to review your favorite hockey player's website Whoa, during the offseason, did you see the picture of him throwing a pitch out? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's on his charity page. good. I know. He's like... All right, Brendan, I see you. He's small and while lacking physical <laughs> He's one of the most hardest-working sure players on and off the ice. <laughs> He's one of the hardest-working players on and off the ice. Ew, that sounds like a, like one of those ads for like those late-night... Brendan um, Gallagher from Salas <laughs> in British Columbia. Is one of like, the hardest you know working what you players sound like? on and off those, the ice. Um, 
those chat lines that they show on TV at like 11 p.m. whenever you're trying to watch cops on local <laughs> television. <laughs> I know that feel. <laughs> right? Dial 888-4224 right For now Brendan. to talk to Brendan well, Gallagher. small in height, Brendan plays a very physical game. <laughs> he knows the importance of strength and conditioning. <laughs> This has been episode 11. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, should we do Smile of the Week? Sure. Um, do you have Yes, I do. <laughs> After I, like, lost my shit about Ryan Murray this week, <laughs> I'm going to give my Smile of the Week to Ryan Murray, who is the sweetest boy in the world, <laughs> defensing for the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> I want him to always be happy and healthy and um, take me to his farm in Point Butte, Saskatchewan. I think that's the name of it. I can't actually remember. Maybe it's Butte Point. I don't know. Anyway, Ryan Murray, my smile of the week. Um, I think I already gave him the smile of the week before, but it's fine. Um, I'm going to give mine to um Brandon Gallagher <laughs> who knows the strength of both knows the importance of both strength and conditioning. Yeah. Strength and conditioning. <laughs> While small in size. <laughs> he plays a very physical game. You know what? That could also describe Bradley Marchand of Halifax, He's not Nova small Scotia. In size. While small in height. Brad plays a very physical game. He is small in height. I mean, yeah, compared to most people, but compared to B. That's Gal, why they're dime store Sidney Crosby and Claude Giroux. That's true. World's needed a hashtag narrative. They fell in love and basically got married at Worlds. <laughs> right. Thanks, Max Domi, for telling us. What would we do without Max Domi's Snapchats of them? I don't know. What would we do about without his Snapchat in general? I don't general? know, but he was like, giving us the hashtag B-Gal, B-Marsh content. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but as soon as he got home to Stocksdale, Scottsdale, he, like, first of all, he put his gold medal on that his dog. That was so cute. Um, and then he took his dog patio shopping. Of course he did. He just like, bought a he house. Went shopping for patio furniture. Congratulations, Max. Invite us over. We can like um And if you wanna make a website, let me critique it. <laughs> this is like I think this is my fun this is the funnest thing I've ever done for this podcast. This is so fun. I really hope that everyone enjoys this episode. I hope everyone enjoyed this audio tour of Penny Gallagher. <laughs> wow, so interesting. They can't see a thing single thing. We'll be your eyes into Brandon Gallagher's life. Oh my god, this is amazing. Um, so basically this episode, we waxed poetic about hockey for 45 <laughs> yeah, minutes. Yeah, I cannot believe we and did then... that for 45 minutes. We're ridiculous. <laughs> and then we spent half an hour reading you Brendan Gallagher's website. <laughs> uh, oh, well. If you want us to do something different, pay us. Um, yeah, or, you know, 
We're running out of things to talk about now that it's not. Please send oh us my god, wait, we forgot about. to talk about the Florida Panthers. <gasps> oh okay. shit. Okay. The so Florida Panthers, the Florida Panthers, if you haven't been following us, it's basically like if Puck on Top, our podcast, was a person, which she's a very beautiful lady, her favorite team is the Florida Panthers. Um, that's true. And her favorite AHL team is the Charlotte yes. Checkers. Um, um But the Florida Panthers changed, listened to our advice they and they changed their uniforms. And I want to say that probably their GM, who I remember looking up the name of, and I think it was Dale Talon, like listened to our podcast and was like, you know what, these girls are on to something. But I love the new uniforms. I think they look really slick and they look really cool. Like, I love the new logo, and I also really think it's cool to have, like, the band that says Florida and the captain thing. Like, I think it's important for New Market Hockey to really have, like, place pride, you know? Like, and and to sort of get people, you know, mm-hmm. who are from that state involved in, like, the sport. So I think that's a really cool addition to it. And, like, it just looks fucking baller. Also, they look fucking did you fucking dope. see that picture of Aaron Ekblad? Like, in the uniform, oh so hot. Like, honestly, okay, any jersey is going to look so much better if you have Aaron Eckbud modeling like, it. Also, like, um, oh my god, what the I fuck? <laughs> Anyways, so these jerseys, like, if, I guess, if we're not going to have, like, a neon If we're not going to have a Miami, Miami, Miami Vice alternate, it's fine. We'll take This them. is fine. Um, it, They look pretty fucking baller i love the stripe a lot of people don't like the stripe they say it makes it look like football like soccer uniforms but you know what soccer is really big in florida especially in miami because like Mm -hmm. everyone there's cuban um so like if they want to bring that whole like we kind of look like soccer vibe to the hockey thing like that might yeah, be Yeah, also, I just think it looks slicker. Like, their other, their other uniform, it, the, it was too cartoony. And it, it didn't look serious, very, like, you know? It, it also looked very busy. Like, they had so much I know, much they had, like, on. that really aggressive, like, the really aggressive panther thing going on. But, like, it was, it, it just, the colors were, like, also pretty vibrant, too. So it was just, like, there's a lot happening. Because they're, like, all primary colors, and then they have, like, the aggressive piping and the aggressive jumping panther. Yeah. And all this stuff. I like it. I like the big thing that says Florida on mm-hmm. it. Um, because they're like, hey, y'all. They're, and they're Florida. away. Their away looks really cool, too. And I usually am not a fan of away jerseys, because I just think it's boring when everyone's wearing white. But, like, I really like the stripe thing that they do with the way, and I like how they change up the captain patch thing. And I mm-hmm. really like the captain patch on the arm. I think that looks really That's cool. That's so cool. I think I don't think sick. they're getting rid of the C on the front, but I like the patch on the arm. I think it looks really cool. And just from, like, a standpoint of, like, buying a jersey, like, I would wear that jersey. I'd much rather buy that jersey yeah. than the other jersey. Like, 100%. And I think it looks really cool. I mean, somebody was, like, talking about was like going off about how it's like military inspired or something but i was like i mean okay whatever like everything's military inspired but i think it does have that slickness of like um that sort of 1940s-esque military vibe you know like Mm -hmm. a little bit navy like you know i I think it looks really cool i think yeah they kind of look like a flag um but in a cool yeah yeah you know um 
And I, yeah, I like the new, I like the new panther that they chose for it, too. I think that looks really cool. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think uh, the Florida Panthers are definitely some, like, a team I would really like to get to know more. I follow them on Snapchat, and they have a really good Snapchat. Whoever runs the Florida Panthers Snapchat, if you're listening to this, good job. I enjoy your content all the time. Um, yeah. And I mean, like, um, uh, like they've got Yager, they've got Ekblad, They've got other people who are exciting. Bobby Lou and Almond's Hoya. Oh, that's right. I f- always forget Bobby Lou's there. Oh my god, do you want to know something about Almond's Hoya? Let me just make sure that he's still with the Florida Panthers. Like, I'm like pretty sure. Um, let me just Google this real quick. Almond Hoya. Yeah, he's with the Florida Panthers. So, he's Cuban. Um, he's from Chicago, but all his family's from, like, the Miami area, obviously, because he's Cuban, and they call him, like, the big Cubano and stuff, but it's cool because, like, all his extended family lives in the Miami <laughs> area, so when he got traded to the Florida Panthers, his whole family was like, hey, <laughs> his family goes to, like, all his games, because he's, like, from there, and, it, like, him being there was, like, a big thing for, like, the local Cuban community, because he's, like, Cuban- and, um, have you ever heard that hockey brought, like, I know the Florida Panthers do, like, they broadcast their home games in Spanish mm-hmm. on the radio, and, like, there's this one hockey, like, this broadcast of it, um, whenever he, someone gets a goal, they do, like, the Spanish soccer goal call, and it's literally, like, two seconds, he's like, goal! Oh my god, that's, like, like um, hilarious. I listened to some of the, uh, the, um, Hindi the Punjabi, Yo, yeah, Punjabi yeah. Um, yeah, the Punjabi like broadcast of the of the penguins, the bunino 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 bunino. Yes, those are really cool. Uh, I love I love listening to it in other in other languages. I just like how I like hearing how excited, you know, like their different excitements about like goal scoring and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because like you hear it in like English, and it's like so cool to hear it in like Punjabi, and like also hear it in Spanish, and like how they're all reacting. It's really fun. Yeah, it's so cool. So, anyways. Um, the Florida Panthers are super cool, and I'm in the market for a Florida team to support while I'm living in Orlando, so, um, if anyone from the Panthers or the Tampa Bay Lightning is listening, you can both compete for my love. Um, my Twitter is at the Kimmy M, if y'all wanna send me stuff, just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so, like, we did Smile of the Week, and then we went off. <laughs> I know. Smile of the Week's supposed to be, like, the end, and then we were like, wait a minute! <laughs> Oh, Oops. sorry, everybody. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, we'll... Next episode, we'll find some other random shit to talk about. If you want to tell us some yeah. random shit, you can, you know, add us on Twitter. Um, and we'll, you know, actually, probably the next time we do this episode, like, we'll know who've won the Stanley Cup. I know, that's so weird to me. Whoa. Unless it goes to, like, a game seven. But no, even then, because we do it yeah. two weeks now. Um, oh, man. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yes, the suspense is killing oh, me. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, How come? That'll be exciting. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Uh, yeah. Go Sharks. Go Pens. Woo. What do you got to win? Go someone. <laughs> Woo. Go not the Blues. <laughs> I know. So. Sorry, Blues. Yeah, if you want to add us, please give us things to talk about. Um, our at is puck on top, all one word, and our email is puckontop at gmail.com. 
Mm-hmm. And you can follow me at the good sport. Oh, I almost said the good sports mm-hmm. dude. Cause you're at the QBM. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at good sports dude is my Twitter handle mm-hmm. on the internet. And you, it's midnight <laughs> for me. Reba, can you set excuse? It's um, it's uh, ten p.m. for me. Wow, time really flew by. Anyway, thanks for listening to this episode, guys. Um, I hope you all have a great weekend. Okay. And uh, oh, wait, what? Uh, we have a blog. Oh, a WordPress <laughs> blog. Yeah, if you um, want to like look at it, I don't know. We haven't put. We're just gonna put our episodes on there right now. I do have things that I plan on writing for that. I've just been very busy. Yeah. So sorry, but they're coming. They're on their way. I have a whole notebook that's full of ideas and not my finance notes. So mm-hmm. we take school very seriously obviously um okay anyways we're really bad at saying goodbye yeah um, wow we're terrible at this anyway thanks for listening to this episode um you know peace out friends later Bye.